Welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Guybe. Good day, folks. The great Matt Guybe here from the Pacific Northwest, coming to you again with the Kingdom Corner Podcast. And today, I just thought we'd start a new series, and the title that I've chosen for this series is Apostles and Prophets, the Foundation of the Kingdom. Apostles and Prophets, the Foundation of the Kingdom. So I want to go back to a scripture we've covered before and start off there, and then today we're just going to be reading... uh, quite a few scriptures and just making a few comments, but I want to just kind of lay a foundation here about the apostles and prophets who are the foundation of the kingdom. Matthew 16, 15 to 19. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, Son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind in earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is a very powerful scripture, very interesting scripture here. And I tell you, you are Petra, and on this rock I will build my Petros. It's a play on words in the Greek language. Both these words basically from the same Greek word, Petra, Petros, meaning firmness and strength of soul. And it's ironic here that Jesus is telling Peter prophetically that he was going to be the type of personality, type of character, type of person that the church would be built upon. Not that he was going to be like the Catholics say, that he was the first pope. That's not what Jesus meant. But of that type of character, one that is rock solid, one that is firm, one that is strong of soul, is that kind of individual which he will begin, Jesus, through Peter and through others like him, would begin to lay the foundation of the New Testament church that was to carry on, that was to be the blueprint, that was to be the network, okay? So he was a called apostle. That's what that scripture is about. He was going to begin to build that. And it's interesting he's connecting the church with the kingdom of heaven. You see, the church and the kingdom of heaven are the same thing. The kingdom of heaven is made up of people in the church, you and I, vessels of the Father, that he's called, and we'll see that as we go on. So that's the first scripture I wanted to read there. Upon this Petra will I build my Petros, okay? So upon this uh, strong saint, strong man of God or woman of God, that's going to be the start of the foundation of the church, those type of individuals. Let's now look at Ephesians. I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 to 22, Ephesians 2. 13 to 22, New American Standard Bible. But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought together, brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, 
who made both groups into one. And he's talking about both groups, the Jews and the Gentiles. He's unified them. He's made them one. There's no separation between them anymore. He broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. I talked about on another lesson I was doing here recently that when Jesus died on the cross and gave up his spirit, immediately the, the, the four-inch thick curtain in the temple was rent in two. There was no more need for a priest to go in the Holy of Holies. Jesus opened that up to us, and that's what he's talking about. He broke down the barrier wall, dividing us, by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments, contained in the ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man. In other words, we're one, we're new in the church as a body of believers, the Jews and the Gentiles, there's no difference. And might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross, by it having put to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. See, the Jews and the Gentiles in Jesus Christ, they both accepted Jesus as the Messiah, as a sacrifice for sin to bring newness of life. They're both made one. Isn't that beautiful? For through him we both have one access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household. This is where I got the title for today's lesson of the series we're going to be talking about. Having been built, this is verse 20, on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitly joined together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God and the Spirit. So we're building a temple together. We're building together as a spiritual body, whether we're Jews, Greeks, whether we're uh, of Indian descent or, or whether we're Italian. doesn't matter what country you're from. We're built into one body. The foundation starting of it is prophets and apostles, as this verse says. A foundation is a, like the building foundation, but also talks about first principles, system instituted of truth, that is, the first part of like a syllabus or a class or something you're teaching. That's the start of it. Apostles and prophets, they bring that. Let's read on. I'm going to read a couple more scriptures here that are shorter. 2 Peter 3, 3. This is now, beloved, the second letter I'm writing to you in which I'm stirring up. Now, this is Peter. I'm stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the words spoken beforehand by who? the holy prophets, and the commandment of the Lord Savior spoken by your apostles. Okay, now we've looked at three scriptures. The first one was where by prophetic proclamation, declaration, Jesus said that upon this rock, this firm-built person, Peter, being firmly built in the Lord, he was going to begin to build his church. Peter was, of course, an apostle. Here's his letter that we just read from, 2 Peter 3, 1 where he's writing and he's saying, remember the words of the apostles and prophets. And then we read Ephesians, where that was written by the apostle Paul. Now let's look at Jude, who really was a owner of slaves, I believe. But you, beloved, ought to remember, Jude 1.17, remember now the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you look in 2 Peter 3, 
1 to 13 and we read verse 3 or Jude 1 17. If you read on in there, it sounds like their letters written about the same subject. And it's reminding them, and I didn't read those parts, that in the last days there would be a lot of trial and tribulation and persecution come upon the church. There would also be those that would try to draw away people from the truth. And so remember the words of your prophets and your apostles that God has placed in the church. That's what he's talking about there. We need to, we need to even today, that's the same thing is true. Remember the words of the apostles and prophets in the Bible, and I'm going to transition into this more and more, that God is calling those offices back into church. They've always been there, but he's revealing more and more what they are to be doing and, and what they're to be characteristic of their ministries and their calls. So let's see, Psalm 11.3. We're talking about the foundations of the church, apostles and prophets. Psalm 11.3 says, If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations be destroyed. Remember I read to you in Peter there and in Jude that they're reminding them, watch out, there's going to come those in the church with persecution and lies to try to carry you away. And in Psalm, it's Psalm 11.3, it says, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? We must make sure our foundations are sure in Jesus Christ and those he's called to be apostles and prophets in the church, that we don't do away with that. I mean, there's some that don't believe in apostles and prophets, that they passed away with the canon of Scripture. But I'm here to tell you that I do, and we do not want to go away from that. Let's read another scripture, and this one, it just gives a good flavor, a good picture of the work of a prophet, actually. Well, I'd say apostle, too, but this is Jeremiah. This was in the Old Testament, and I don't think the job descriptions change too much. Jeremiah 1, 4 to 10. Jeremiah 1, 4 to 10. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Alas, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, because I'm just a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I'm a youth, because everywhere I send you, you shall go, and all that I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you declares the Lord. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, this is key now, I have put my words in your mouth. I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms. And here's the job description. Here's what he's doing. To pluck up and break down, to destroy and overthrow, and then there's more to it, actually to plant. Also, it should be in there. They're going to, first of all, excavate ground that isn't any good, buildings that aren't any good, and then plant something new. I, I think I, um, the verse kind of cut off there, but that's what Jeremiah was to do. That's prophets still do that today. Apostles especially work that way today. They're taking out things that are wrong, removing them, and then planting with new seed and new foundation, building a new foundation. So that's the next scripture I had. Isaiah 51, 16, this is speaking of the Messiah. Isaiah's a lot of messianic prophecy. 
but it's also speaking of Isaiah himself, I believe. And I have put my words in thy mouth, and I have covered thee in the shadow of my hands. He's taken him aside to talk to him as a prophet, that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and say unto Zion, thou art my people. See, through the prophets he's calling, and through the apostles, he's calling his people. These are offices that Jesus has put in the church, it'll say in Ephesians 4, we'll get into that another time, and he's giving gifts to men through these apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor, we're talking about apostles and prophets, to say, thou art my people. It's Jesus in the prophet. It's Jesus in the apostle that's doing that. It's not the man or woman themselves that we should lift up and be puffed up. Jesus in them. And we're talking about foundation in the Old Testament means to fix. The word is yakod or yasad. Fix, found, establish, be laid like a building foundation. Begin, appoint, ordain, sit in a conclave together. You know, we're building it together as the church and as leadership in the church. So that's that scripture. We're going to read a couple more, and I'm going to close for the day. And this one is by Paul, the Apostle Paul. And 1 Corinthians 3, verse 3, 1 Corinthians 3, 3. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of the flesh, as to infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, but you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are not yet able, for you are still fleshly. But since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? And are you not walking like mere men? For when one says, I'm of Paul, and another says, I'm of Apollos, are you not mere men? What then is Apollos? What then is Paul? We are servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one of us. I plant, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. So then, neither the one who plants, myself, that is Paul, nor the one who waters, who in that case was Apollos, but it is God who causes the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one. See, the planter and the one who is watering, they're one. These apostles, teachers, prophets, they're one because Jesus is speaking through them not because they're anybody special. God is using them in that office. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, but each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. Now Apollos was a very gifted evangelist teacher. You can read about him, I think, in about Acts 18 and 19 when the New Testament church was started. And he was a companion of Paul, and Paul thought highly of him. He wasn't in competition with him. You know, I've seen in past so-called prophets and apostles in competition with each other. Then I question really their apostleship, you know, their genuineness of their calling, if they're so caught up in that. Now, God could still use them. They could still be in those offices, but that kind of puts up a red flag. And if they're that way and they still are God's men or women, then they're pretty immature. And Paul says, we're not like that. We are one is what he's saying, whether a one waters or one plants. According to the grace of God, which is given to me, Paul, like a wise master builder, or it means like an architect, I laid a foundation. See, he's the one who really started and built 
the church of the Corinthians. And there were a lot of problems there that he had to work with and, and work out in that church. And another is building on it, but each man must be careful how he builds, for no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. See, it's not about this prophet so special, this apostle so special, this teacher, this pastor, this evangelist. It's all only received and only properly laid and the network put in place and the foundation put in place if it's put in place in Jesus Christ. If any man builds on the foundation with gold, see, Paul's going to give you an example here, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it because it will be revealed with fire. The fire will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on, it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved so as through fire. That means for individual Christians' work, but I'd say the men of God that are laboring in the church in these offices, if it's all about them, then their work is going to eventually burn up. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Okay, we'll just stop there. And then I'm going to go to another uh, passage, another book that Paul wrote, a letter to the Ephesians, Ephesians 3. And Timothy, who is also, I believe, a teacher, a pastor, he was basically a pastor that was a, kind of a son in the faith to Paul. But Paul was over that church as an apostle, and he's writing to the church at Ephesus here. Ephesians 3, 3, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace, which was given to me for you. See, God gave him a grace. God gave him an empowerment. Why? And he was to steward it. And that means manage it well. Take care of it like you manage, like you manage an estate or you manage financial affairs in a company. He was to steward the grace that God had gave him. Not so he could be puffed up, no. Because he gave it to them, to Paul, so he could minister to them. And he says that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery as I wrote in brief before. He's talking about the mystery of the gospel, that it was opened up. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. See, we're at the beginning, the formation of the New Testament church, and they're talking about the mystery of Christ being that Christ was the redemptive man sent to give his life for the sins of the people. That's the mystery that was opened up to them. And Paul had the privilege of God giving him grace to understand that so he could open it up to the Gentiles and the Jews so they could understand that. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. In other generations was not made known to the sons of man as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. That's the reason, one of the chief reasons for the foundation of apostles and prophets, to reveal to us the mystery of the gospel, the redemptive work of Christ and what all it covers and means. To be specific, he's saying, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus. See, that was so new to them that they didn't realize that the gift was not just to the Jewish people, Jesus' Jewish lineage, but it was to all men. They didn't realize that maybe so much there at that time. 
That was news to them, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men. Now it's been revealed by the apostles and prophets in spirit. Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel, through the good news, of which I, that's Paul, was made a minister according to the gift, again, he's talking about of, of God's grace, of God's empowerment to do that, to open up the gospel, which was given to me according to the working of his power. I think that's probably good enough there to read for you today. Revelation 21, 14, I'll finish with. And the wall of the city had 12 foundation stones, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And outside of Jesus Christ, who's the chief apostle, we know, we can study from the Old Testament that there were originally the 12 apostles of the Lamb, and they were remembered there like a memorial to them in the, the great city in heaven, you know, the wall of the city, the eternal city. They will forever be remembered. So we're talking about apostles and prophets. That is the foundation of the church, the network that he will build. He says, I'm going to build my church. He's going to start building on that. We need apostles and prophets. And we're going to talk further about that um, in the next few sessions here. So thank you for joining us here at the Kingdom Corner. And I hope to see you back next time. Be blessed. Hey, thank you for being a part of The Kingdom Corner. Make sure you click that subscribe button so you get notified every time we release a new episode. Welcome to the family.